From the Luaran Conquest, New Rulers in the Copper Isles, by Micha Bourdeurs of Queen's Cove, published in 312 H.E. In the bloody decades before the year 174 of the human era, the Kiprish Isles were locked in strife. Rival branches of the royal house traded the throne on a number of occasions. In turn, the crown had lost control over the warring houses of the Raqqa, or native, nobility. Scholars said of those years that only the jungles prospered, for the trees and vines fed on the blood of the Raqqa. During this time, the Isles exported more slaves than imported them. Victors sold their enemies into the eastern and southern lands only to enter slavery in their own turn when they lost the next battle. Queen Imiari VI of the House of Haiming made repeated attempts to negotiate peace among the Raqqa. Her efforts failed. She was overthrown after twelve years of rule. Her successor and murderer, Queen Dilzubai, also a Haiming, favored those nobles who supported her shaky claim to the throne and imprisoned their rivals. The glorious days of the copper-skinned warrior queens of the Isles were over. On the mainland, the pale-skinned Easterners, called Luaran by the Kiprish people, saw the disorder and the wealth of the Isles. Ritavan of Lonman, younger son of a lesser noble house in Marin, found opportunity in the Isles' disorder. He raised funds and allies among the realms of Tuzane, Gala, Tortal, Marin, Serain, and Tortal's southern neighbor, Barjun. Barjun was conquered by the Tortal in the year 378 H.E., giving Jason III of Tortal control of the eastern coastline from Scanra to the southern delta of the River Drell. For an army, he summoned younger sons, adventurers, and mercenaries, all bought by the promise of the Isles' wealth. With them came battle mages trained in the arts of war at the university in Karthak. Ritavan and his chief ally, Ludus Jimajen, son of a Tyran merchant clan, placed their souls in pawn for the gold that bought the services of their battle mages. They bought all the Raqqa nobles they could in advance, promising them status when Ritavan sat the throne. The first assault came in stealth on April 5, 174 H.E. The invaders struck not the capital at Rajmuat, where rival Haiming cousins fought over the crown, but the stronghold of the noble house Malubasai on the southern island that bears their name. This most powerful clan was taken completely by surprise. Their homes were left in ruins, their warriors in mass graves, and their descendants in chains, all at the hands of the Luaran mages. For the next seven years, Luaran ships and armies ranged the islands from Malubasang to Lombin, from Imahin to Tongkang. Lesser Raqqa nobles and various clans, seeing how the wind blew, offered their allegiance to the conquerors. These became the lesser nobility of the Isles, allowed to retain lands, freedom, and lives, but taxed into poverty after their strongholds were destroyed. For the greatest Raqqa nobles and the royal house of Haiming, the Luaran offered only slavery or death. On Midsummer's Day, 181 H.E., the first Ritavan king was crowned as ruler of the newly renamed Copper Isles. The domination of the Raqqa people continued. The Luaran nobles, once tailor's sons and blacksmiths, landless younger sons and mercenaries, took for their new houses and fiefdoms the names of the land and the old noble houses. More Luaran arrived to settle and do business. Marriage among the Raqqa was encouraged for the Luaran lower classes, 
producing a multitude of part Raka servants and slaves. The Luaran were there to stay. Like most who lose such struggles, the Raka declared that only war and the divine realms explained the failure of their patron god, Kiprioth, to defeat the Luaran. The Luaran priests taught, and the Raka people believed, that Kiprioth's divine brother and sister, the war god Mithros, and the great mother goddess, had overthrown him. It was these gods, the priests of both races said, who took the right to govern the islands, while they gave Kiprioth lordship only over the local seas to keep him occupied under their eyes. Soon after the last battle of the Luaran conquest, an ancient priestess gave voice not to her own prayers, but to the banished god Kiprioth. His promise was passed from Raka slave to Raka freeman, from Raka mothers or fathers to their part Luaran children.